In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. 1980. Oh, gosh, man, eight years old. Little Tony. Oh, he was a he was a fun kid. Um, had a lot of ideas. He was definitely uh, creative. He was into everything, too. He was into breaking things, fixing things. Um, yeah, I, I would say I was probably a, a punk, a troubled kid. Not like, you know, getting arrested, this or that, but somebody who was literally trying to figure out who I was. And I, and I also think that's a healthy statement to make. I think as humans, we're, we're trying to figure out why we're here, what our purpose is. And I definitely didn't have a purpose at eight years old other than just to be a kid. I just wanted to be a kid. And I know that sounds weird, but it was true. I, re- I remember, um, you know, as a guy who would collect matchbooks at, you know, restaurants, et cetera, when I'd get punished, sometimes I'd go into my uh, bedroom, which was the first master bedroom. And it had a, you know, nice closet and a shower and everything off of it. Eventually the, when the house was built, my, my mom and my dad, they built a, a wing to the house and added another bedroom. So I had like the, the real master bedroom and I'd get in trouble and I'd go into my room and go in my closet and I, I'm not promoting this. So if you're listening to this and you can't process what I'm saying, um, just know it was a period of a very short period of my life. Um, I would like the carpet on fire. I'd literally just like burn, um, that, that carpet, that Berber carpet that it looked so funny. I mean, it was brown, orange, black, white, and I would just burn it. I'd burn this and I'd spend hours just kind of doing it. And I'd cover it up and it wasn't like you could see it, but you could smell it. And so I'd get dragged out of my house by my ear, slammed into a car, taken over to my dad's and dropped off. And, you know, I'd last there for a little bit, get in trouble, same thing, get upstairs, get to my own little space, light some carpet on fire. And, and I also believe looking back in life that I was just looking for attention, that I wasn't getting what I needed. And when I look back on my life and then this time, um, man, my mom, my mom was amazing. She uh, was a special ed teacher, worked like a couple different jobs at a time. So that was like three, you know, a full-time school teaching job. She did some network marketing back in the 70s and 80s. And then she, you know, worked in the mall uh, selling clothing and I've often said to you guys, Ethan and Owen, that that was my first mentor. That was the person who taught me, you know, hard work, showed me what it was to go above and beyond. And I have so much respect for, you know, my mom today. But back back when I was eight years old, like, where was my mom? Where was my dad? Like, why aren't they around? And sometimes you can't process that. So... I want you guys to think about like, as you reflect on your life, you know, mom and I tried to be there for everything. And, you know, if you guys eventually have kids and that's what you choose, there'll come a time where your job is everything and you feel like 
you know, there's so much pressure if you don't do it. Like we've talked about in previous episodes, something's going to happen. The reality is, is you're not working for the right company or doing the right thing. If people are constantly telling you like, oh, you got to get this done. You got to get this done. You got to get this done. And I don't like pressure. I really don't. That's why I became an entrepreneur much later in my life is I wanted to become my own boss, right? And I don't like, I don't even today, I don't even tell my team members, the people that I work with, like really what to do. I give them suggestions and I offer them ideas and things that we could work on and collaborate. But I ultimately want them to bring me their problems and also bring me their solutions. And so, you know, at eight years old and I go back to this point, I was like, I just wanted to know like what was going on and I didn't know, right? I didn't know what I didn't know. And now that I do, that my mom was busy working. My dad was busy working as an interior designer and the president of the Miss California pageant in Santa Cruz. Uh, my sister was, you know, five and a half years older than me. And it wasn't that I was like left home with nothing. It was, you know, I had my, you know, my grandmother was around. She would take care of me, Peggy. She was awesome. Um, but I was just a curious kid. And so I also would wander off into the neighborhood and um, met a lot of amazing people. The neighbor next to me, Jeff, I always looked up at him and like as a big brother and around 83, 84, some interesting stories are going to come along. Um, but I just think that there's times in our lives where when we stop and reflect, we can really understand Like we didn't know what we were going through. And I definitely didn't know what I was going through in 1980. I really, I didn't know the impact it was going to have on my life, but also it was something that later in my life, when I got a chance to go into business for myself, I reflected back and I said, you know, my mom, you know, she loves me. She's proud of me, but she's a workaholic. She's working and she would work so hard that later at night, you know, she literally would just fall into bed and the alarm would go off in the morning and she'd do it all over again. I'm like that. I don't sleep a lot. And some people need sleep. Some people need a lot of sleep. I kind of operate on between four and six and a half hours of sleep. And sometimes I wake up a couple times in the middle of the night. Don't have bad dreams, nothing like that. Just take care of yourself, figure it out. But everybody's path and journey is going to be a little bit different. But like, don't, don't be afraid to reflect on how far you've come and be proud of how far you've come. And I think that's a really valuable lesson because 1980, just looking at my mom, like I didn't see it. But today... I'm just in awe that that lady did is everything she possibly could for my sister and myself, everything she possibly could. So don't be afraid, try new things and, uh, surprise yourself. It's a little fun too. And, uh, I don't play with matchbooks anymore. I, I know that, Hey, that was just a phase that I went through. I got into other things later in life, collecting, uh, sports cards, et cetera. And we'll be talking about that in, uh, other episodes, because I think it's really, really important as I look back at the things that really helped me shape some of the ways that I work and think and do today. Um, everybody in our family was, you know, on my dad's side was, you know, an artist or an engineer. I think I got a little bit of it. I still draw stick figures. I'm not great as being an artist, but I can figure a lot of stuff out. So a lot to come. And I just want to say, go make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? 
Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. Forever.